This is the Pro Channel Manager Podcast, episode number 20. You're listening to the Pro Channel Manager Podcast, the only podcast in the world that shows you how to run a YouTube channel just like the pros. And here's your host. He's grown multiple YouTube channels by millions of subscribers and billions of views. And even though he speaks funny, we promise you he is speaking English, Tom Martin. Now, I've worked with YouTube channels from all sorts of niches, food, motoring, entertainment, sport, music, comedy, lifestyle, you name it, I've worked on it. But there's one thing that I've never worked on before to this date, and one thing that's always really interested me, and that is YouTube for a honest-to-goodness bricks-and-mortar business or service. How do you get people from a YouTube video into your premises or pick up the phone and order your in-person real-life services? This has always been a bit of a conundrum to me, especially when you're only operating on a local level, and that's not just local to a country. But what if you're trying to get people to pick up the phone in your local town or city? I've always wondered if this can be done and if this should be done. And on today's episode, I'm talking to someone that is doing it and doing it with incredible, incredible results. And I'm really excited to bring you today an interview with the amazing Mr. Roger Wakefield, who's going to teach both me and you all about how to get people to come down to your local business and pick up the phone and order your services. Before we do that, however, as always, a huge thank you to our sponsors, VidIQ. And here is a quick word from them. VidIQ is the secret weapon for every professional YouTube channel manager. Why? Because it has all of the amazing workflow and efficiency tools that you need to save you time and effort, but there's more. It also has the most advanced YouTube SEO tools in the world, including an absolutely incredible keyword research tool that I use on every single video that I publish. I've been using VidIQ since way back in 2013. And without it, I simply would not have been able to generate the billions of YouTube views that I have. That's just a fact. So if you want to get Ninja and start using the tools that the pros use, check out ProChannelManager.com forward slash vidIQ to get a free 30-day trial of one of their awesome paid plans. And you can thank me later. Thank you, vidIQ. And vidIQ is actually one of the tools that Roger mentions in this incredible interview. And I'm not going to make you wait any longer for it. I honestly learned so, so much in this episode and was actually really inspired by Roger. And I'm sure you're going to find exactly the same. So let's run the interview. So please welcome today our guest, Roger Wakefield. I'd say most people when asked to name a famous plumber would probably say the Mario Brothers. <laughs> the Mario Brothers. But apart from that, I think you've got to be the most famous plumber on the planet with that. Does that ring true to you, Roger? I know you're a very humble guy. I really don't see it that way. I think that I'm just, I'm a plumber that's learned to use social media and get my name out there and which has been great for me. It's been great for my business, but it is funny because when I go to conferences, when I go out to dinner, actually last night I went to a networking event, which is 20 miles down the road from my house. And this girl kept looking at me and she walked up and she says, I know you from somewhere. And we started talking and 
talked about YouTube and she's like, oh my gosh, I've seen your videos. So it's funny. I, I, I am recognized. It's kind of funny. A lot of time people see me and they're like, I don't know where I know you from, but I know you. And it's funny because that happens a thousand miles from the house. Uh, it's, it's strange because we first met, I believe, at Video Marketing World in Texas, maybe two years ago, something like that. And I must say, you are a, a larger than life character. You're very recognizable from your physical appearance, you know, bright shirt, very tall, at least compared to a short person <laughs> like me, big famous mustache, which is kind of like one of your trademarks. And really also, you know, a very vibrant personality, which is no doubt part of what has, has made you so successful on YouTube and on, on other platforms that makes you so recognizable. So we're going to jump into that, how you've used YouTube and other social media platforms to really grow a brick, brick and mortar business, a services business, or, you know, uh, in real life business, shall we say. So your YouTube channel which is Roger Wakefield. And I would be interested to know if it's always been named after you or if it was ever named after your company. You've got nearly a quarter of a million subs in just a few short years, really. So I'd want to get into a bit about how you achieved such amazing growth. But before we do that, how did this YouTube channel come to be? What was the thought process behind it? How do you go from being you know, a goodness to honest kind of service provider to being like a digital sensation or one of a better word. It's a great way to put it though. It's, I actually walked into social media marketing world almost three years ago, Tom. Which is no time at all, really, is it? Three years. No, and no it's, it's not. And it, I tell people all the time, if you knew how quick you could grow just by doing things right. And, you know, we can talk more about revenue later, but I mean, this has grown my, my plumbing company. It's grown through revenue, through social media, through sponsorships, through AdSense, all kinds of different ways. But I walked into social media marketing world almost three years ago. It was February, March, 20 of 18. And I was actually going because we got tired of marketing companies ripping us off. And I mean, literally we would pay them thousands of dollars and they would make the phone stop ringing. When you say marketing companies, are you talking about like digital marketing companies, were they doing like email funnels? Were they doing pay-per-click? Were they doing content creation? What kind of tasks that you were handing off to these kind of companies that the, you then did yourself? As a residential service company, it was literally website, website design, SEO, pay-per-click, things like that. And it was not working. It literally, we would pay them and they would come in and do a bunch of work and say, okay, you know, this is going to go live, you know, midnight Sunday. And Monday, the phone would not be ringing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I'd call them back like, look, what did y'all do? And it happened a lot. And I literally, I decided that I wanted to learn social media and actually not even learn it. I started talking to marketing companies about social media. But it's funny. It's one of those things when you talk to them about it. And don't get me wrong. I didn't know anything about it. But the bad thing is I thought they knew even less about it. So when I talk to them to social media, I'm like, you know what? They're, they're not giving me this warm, fuzzy feeling like they know what they're talking about. So I started doing research and I found out about social media marketing world. I went to it thinking that I'm going to learn how to do Facebook better. I'm going to learn how to make posts. I'm going to learn how to make friends and like and follow and what to post and whatnot. And I'm actually walking down the hall and there's a placard outside of one of the rooms that says, 
get in front of your customers using video. And I thought, wow, we could do that. And I turn and I go in there never thinking I'm going to be the guy in front of the camera. But I go in there, I sit on the front row. If, if you've seen me at conferences, I, I always try to sit on the front row. And I sit on the front row, it's Daryl Eves, and he's talking. And one of the first things he says is, YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. And I literally start grabbing my notebook to get up and leave. I thought he has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> YouTube is just the place that I store videos. And I turn around and, and I'm on the front row. So I put my arm on the chair next to me to turn around and get up and walk out. And I look and the room is packed. It's just like being in one of your sessions. There's people standing around the walls and it's like, okay, if there's this many people in here, something's going on. So I sat back down or really just kind of turned back around. And the next words out of his mouth are, and it's owned by the largest search engine in the world, Google. And I had no idea about this. So I sat there for 45 minutes and took notes. And you'd be surprised how much smarter he got in the next 45 minutes. Because <laughs> I learned so much. I took so many notes. And that's really where it all started for me. And then I met you at Video Marketing World. And going to Vid Summit, I took my stepson with me who started out doing all my content creation. And yours was the very first session he went to. And that Friday when we got ready to leave, we had breakfast and kind of did a recap. And I asked him, how was this? And what was your best session? And he said, the very first one with Tom Martin. He said, I literally think I can create a content calendar that'll really do good for us. And he came home and within about two or three hours, he had 28 months worth of content calendar created wow. for three videos a week. It was great. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I actually didn't know that story. That's pretty cool. So you come home from Video Marketing World and you, obviously you're, you're attending conferences, but you don't just get you know a quarter of a million subscribers overnight or even you know big entertainment channels you know don't really necessarily get to that level of success ever. Uh, let alone that quickly. And two and a half years doesn't sound like quickly, but that is a short amount of time, especially in a niche which isn't, you know, kind of prone to go viral. I've heard you say that you wanted to, at that time, you just wanted to be the best plumber on YouTube. How do you go from just having that goal to actually growing a channel consistently over time? You know, you've got over five videos with over a million views and several more that have got several hundred thousand views. How does that happen? And how can people in a similar position to you that are not necessarily kind of digital natives do the same? Well, number one, you say a digital native. Tom, when I walked into that conference three years ago, I knew nothing about social media. I mean, nothing at all. And I've learned, I've gone to conferences, I've got coaches and consultants. But even, you know, you at VidSummit, I've gone back and watched that again. I sat down with new team members and, and go through and do things like that. The thing is, and, and I've heard you say it before, you know, you have to learn to create videos for the viewer. And everybody talks about the algorithm. The algorithm is wonderful. But at the end of the day, we have viewers on the other side of the camera. And if we create videos for them, and think about the questions that they're going to have, the thoughts that they're going to have. And we can answer those questions. We can bring value to them. We can entertain them. And, and it's funny because I really don't think I'm funny. I just talk about plumbing and 
I show people how to do things. And when I mess up, I laugh at myself. And I have people stop me and they're like, oh my God, your videos are so funny. And I'm just like, okay, I don't know what I did that was funny, but you know, I'm, I'm glad you liked it, glad you enjoyed it. If people will understand, and Michael Stelzer said this one time, he said, look, there's nothing entertaining, sexy, or exciting about plumbing. But let me introduce you to Roger Wakefield. And you just, you've got to have fun with the viewer. You've got to understand that's a real human on the other side. And if you treat them that way, you make your video that way, and you think about them before you ever hit record, you're going to do very well on this platform. Yeah, because I, I, I speak to a lot of people and they might run, you know, channels about a piece of software or they might, you know, be doing, you know, what other people may consider or even themselves may consider to be dry or, you know, and I find this a really poor choice of words, but, you know, for want of a better expression, like boring subjects. And if you ask most people on the street, you know, would they sit down and choose to watch plumbing videos on YouTube? They'd likely say no, but obviously it can work. Uh, you've made it work. So what would you say to people out there who say, you know, YouTube's not for me because I speak about a quote unquote boring topic? It is boring. Luckily for me, my biggest coach was Jeremy Vest. He worked with us for a year. And the neat thing about it is he told me in the beginning, because I told him the same thing. Jeremy, I'm talking about plumbing. Nobody's going to find this exciting, entertaining, maybe educational, but that's going to be a very limited niche. And Jeremy says, Roger, and I don't remember which company is that. He said, I've got a video out that has over 2 million views of reading a barcode. And he <laughs> said, think about how boring that is. And it just, it literally, that stuck with me a lot. It's like, okay, if that can get that many views, if I teach people how to fix a toilet, how to install a two-way clean out, what kind of problems are they having around their house that they should know about? If I can create those videos, will it help people? And we started doing it and it really, it really has done well for us. That's for sure. Yeah, because I, my, my kind of answer to it is if I've got a problem or I've got a question and someone's got the answer, no matter how dry that may be, that is not boring to me. That is the most interesting video on YouTube at the time. If it can answer my question, if it can help me out. So that's, that's really my reply to anyone who says, Oh, yeah, but my, you know, my subject is boring. You know, if it provides value, if it, you know, serves a need, if it answers a question, it's not boring. And just because the subject is dry, like you said, doesn't mean you can't bring humor to it and you can't bring, you know, a, a, a sunny disposition and a, a fun tone of voice and you can't use fun music or fun edits or, you know, there's plenty of examples. My friend, Matt, who's a member of my community, he actually just started a channel on home brewing and he did a video about water chemistry, which could sound really, really boring. But the way that he edited it and the way that he used music and humor, it totally brought that that subject to life. And I think, you know, people could learn a lot from checking out your channel, Roger. And actually, I'm, I must say, you know, whenever people do ask me, like, can I do this with my subjects and can I get people coming into my you know, whether it's like cosmetic surgery or my my veterinary surgery or my doctor's clinic, 
I say, you need to go and check out Roger's channel. Because <laughs> <laughs> for me, you are the kind of, you know, you're the poster boy of people getting customers into like a brick and mortar business or, you know, like a services business, a business that is not inherently digital. So what I really want to dig in today is how do you get someone to walk through the door if you have a brick and mortar business or pick up the phone if you have a, uh, like a services business, especially if you've got a local business, because people often come to me and say, you know, I, you know, I'm looking for clients in the UK or I'm looking for clients in more specific places like just London. How can you have a local SEO strategy on what is essentially a global platform? I don't think that's a question that I can answer. And so I'd have to defer to you. Uh, and I'd love to know this for my own personal reasons. Uh, but also, I know there are so many people out there that have this question. How do I get customers for a local business on a very, very global platform? I love this because I get asked this a lot. And it's really funny because at that first conference I went to, there were a lot of people whenever I was talking to them about YouTube, because literally during this conference, I decided this is something I have to do. And I was talking to speakers. I was talking to people out in the hallways. And everybody I talked to would tell me, and I say everybody, that's not true. Most people would tell me, you really can't use this for local. They're like, you can use this, but it's not going to help you locally. It's going to help you worldwide. And I thought, well, I can't run plumbing calls worldwide. So this really isn't good. But I kept looking at it and kept studying it. And I thought, you know what? I think that there's something I can do here. And Tom, this is something that I don't know if a lot of people don't understand, but you know, YouTube and Google, they, they work very well together. And when we make videos, and, and this is literally the secret of how I do things. When we make videos, I look at it like a website. And one of the first website guys that really did good for us he said, Roger, what you need is you need a page for every service in every city that you're in. So like there would be a page for Plumbing Dallas. There would be a page for Plumbing Richardson, for Plumbing Plano, because those are cities that we serve. And it would even go further than that. Water heaters in Dallas or Dallas water heaters, Plano water heaters, Richardson water heaters. And I started looking at it like that. And I started learning how to use the analytics. And when we would make videos, even if we would put the city name in there, it didn't hurt the video because of the way we structured the title, the way we structured the description. But we also learned if we can get found, I mean, think about it. When people go to YouTube, they use it just like they do Google. They don't see a difference. They see as, hey, I've got a search bar, so I'm going to put in slab leak detection Richardson. Well, the cool thing is, if I've made that video, I'm going to be the one they find. And if I've made multiple videos, now YouTube sees me as a creator that definitely understands this content because I've got multiple videos about it. Now I can change the title a little bit, change the description a little bit, and even do a completely new video. But if I can have multiple videos, let's say somebody's a chiropractor in Liverpool. You know, chiropractic for headaches in Liverpool and chiropractor for lower back pain 
and you go through and you make all these different videos, you're still using chiropractor. There's pretty much nobody in the world that can't go to YouTube, search plumbing and find my channel. And normally my channel comes up in the top 10 or 20. Uh, there for the longest, it was coming up number one. And normally I've got, I'm going to say four to 12 videos in the top 20. Convert that over to YouTube. What if you had two to six listings on the first page of Google? What would that do for your business if somebody goes in and searches plumbing in Dallas or in Richardson? So we started doing what we called social local growth. We wanted to make videos for YouTube. We wanted to brand it for locally, either Dallas, Richardson, Plano, the cities right closest in our logistical area. And we started doing that. And then we started going into TubeBuddy and VidIQ and looking at analytics and seeing how we were doing. And I still get a report every month from, or every week from TubeBuddy telling me how we're ranking. And in those cities, like Plumbing Richardson, Plumbing Plano, Plumbing Dallas, and we even turned it around, we have most of the top 20 to 50 videos in each location. Just to absolutely dig into the weeds on this a bit, let's say you're trying to rank for Plumbing Dallas, Plumbing Richardson, Plumbing Austin, whatever it, whatever it may be. Are you saying that you upload the same video five times with a different title? Are you doing slightly different videos? How are you managing to find enough content to essentially make the same video for each location? Completely different videos. Yeah, I, I would never upload the same video. We try to keep our description for our channel, then our description for our bucket, then our description for our video semi-close. That, that way everybody understands they, they tie together. They're a lot alike. That's where we play a little bit of the algorithm game. But the videos that we do, literally, if I do a slab leak detection in Richardson and a slab leak detection in Plano and in Dallas, Tom, they're all three. There's going to be different things about them because, you know, each job is like even changing a tire. Uh, you may put the jack in a different place. You may have to use a different tool to get the lug nuts off. There's something different about every video. So we just literally do that video again. And we, we try to actually, when we record in Dallas, we'll remember, hey, this was in Dallas. We know the address. We know the different things. So we can actually document it very well. And we can put that same video up. And by same video, it's not the same video, but the same idea. Yeah. So now when somebody in this area goes to search slab leak detection, we've got four or five or 10 or 12 videos that come up right at the top of that. And it helps us. And think about this too, because we've still got a website and people, that, and there's links in our descriptions to get to the website and whatnot. And we, I never make a video where I tell people, hey, if you can't do this, call me. Or, or go to my website or, you know, schedule us or anything like that. I never, ever try to sell. And I've had a lot of people tell me that's really probably a bad thing you've done, Roger. You should have told people more about how to find you, how to get in touch with you and whatnot. And I just, I never wanted to do that. I never wanted to sell to people. I wanted to bring them value. And I think that's really helped us a lot. Yeah, I totally, even though it does sound counterproductive, I totally agree with that because in terms of YouTube's 
algorithm and YouTube's point of view, they don't want people leaving the platform straight away. But if you kind of just become the trusted person in that space, eventually when they're ready to get someone to help, your, you know, Roger's name is going to be top of the list, you know. Uh, Texas Green Plumbing is going to be top of that list. So that that really does make perfect sense. And the other beautiful thing about your strategy is that even though in the title it may say Dallas or Richardson or whatever it may be, I could be sitting in London and still get exactly the same value from watching that video as anyone else in the world. So it's not like people change their tires differently in different parts of the world. It's just that you've titled that video differently but I can still get the value from it wherever I am. So that's such a genius strategy and I've never really thought of that. Yeah, it really, really does make sense. And I'd be very interested to know in terms of your YouTube traffic sources, I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, how much traffic actually comes from people searching in Google for those kind of terms and your video you know, showing up on the Google search pages because obviously they're very, very closely related. And YouTube does like to show videos in their their search results. So I'd be interested to know if you had a the numbers or if you just had a theory on that generally. In the beginning, it was a lot more. In the beginning, we built everything we did for search. Every single video was built for search. Later, we kind of started building it more for recommended. And it doesn't change a lot, but it's funny because we had this conversation the other day because our numbers have dwindled down a little bit, probably since November, but they're starting to come back up now. And there for a while, almost everything we got was search. Now it's dropped down to where maybe, you know, five to 10% of our view, of our views come from search. It's all the rest of it is recommended. And it, it does, it makes a, a really big difference as to how things work. Yeah, I think that is generally my advice is that when you get started to get discovered, you really need to target that search traffic. But as you mature uh, and as you grow, you can start to do things uh, a little bit less dominated or you know influenced by that search traffic. And I can see that in your content, your content has got a lot more broader, shall we say? You know, you're not. It's not so much how to. You're doing like reactions and stuff like that. Hey, Tom, on external search right now, or external, and I'm looking at traffic source, external is only 5.6 of our views, and 70% of that is from Google search. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a good number from Google search on the external, but only 5% is external, 51% from browse, and 27% from suggested. That's a very healthy, healthy mix, but probably not. I'm guessing those numbers were very different, as you say, when you were kind of first getting started. <laughs> yeah, we weren't getting recommended at all. <laughs> yeah, which makes total sense because you haven't kind of earned those stripes yet. One thing that I'd be really interested to know is how much of a difference has the YouTube channel made to the services business? So in other words, how quickly did it start getting the phone ringing for you, uh, getting appointments, getting bookings? And how has that changed from those days? Is it kind of gone right up and then gone back down or is it just continued to, to escalate? How has it affected your services business? It's affected a lot. And I'll go back to a question you asked earlier that I really didn't answer. 
when we first started the YouTube channel, it was Texas Green Plumbing. Then we started realizing we have more plumbers getting in here watching our videos. We changed our content strategy and we changed the name of it to The Expert Plumber because of a contest that I had won through American Standard. Then when we started growing, we started realizing it's not just plumbers. We're getting electricians, roofers, other people watching. So what we did is we went to Roger Wakefield. That way we could brand me. Yeah. And it's been good for the business. It's not something that happens immediately. You don't put out your first video, get 12 views and the phone ring 12 times. Yeah. What happens is you get consistent at it. You do it on a regular basis. And it probably took, I'm going to say six months, maybe nine months before we started realizing, hey, this is actually making the phone ring. And here's one thing where this really helps too, that I don't know that a lot of people understand is if you put out good videos, and this is one thing I tell people why I don't try to sell in my video, because if people find value in what you do, they're going to find you. They're going to find you. You know, you did not, and, and probably you did. I started to say you, you didn't have a deal on the videos that I've seen from VidSummit and stuff. Hey, if you want to talk to me, if you want to learn more from me, if you want any of this, this is where it is. And now that I think about it, you did at the end. But you're at a summit where people are there to learn. So that's expected. But I mean, I was halfway through the video and I'm already doing research. How do I find Tom Martin? Yeah. How do I learn more? Because of the value you brought. So when we make videos, that's what our whole goal is. I want to bring value to this viewer. And this viewer is going to say, I need to learn more. I need to call him. And it does happen. Now, we haven't changed what we do in the videos. We still talk about the services we offer, why we think we do it better than other people and things like that. Just a couple of months ago, I walked out of the office and my CSR, my customer service rep, Amber is at the front door and she looked at me and she says, you know, we got three slab leak jobs off of YouTube today. And I looked at her and I said, wait, you mean we got three calls? She said, no, the calls came in the other day. She said, but we started all three of these jobs today. We got them approved. Tom, a, a slab leak detection and repair job over here, we tunnel up under houses to make repairs so we don't cut open the floor and mess up the house. We actually tunnel under a house to make wow. plumbing repairs. Over here, that can be anywhere from a 5000 to a $80,000, $100,000 job. And you imagine getting three of those in one week. How good is that for everything that is going on? It really is a big deal. And that's probably paid for your entire YouTube operation for the last three years, pretty much, right? Oh my gosh. But, but not only that, and this is one thing I don't know that people understand is when people look for you, when they find out that I work for Texas Green Plumbing, they go look at that website. So anybody who understands website SEO, that's going to help my domain authority. And I'm a, about a million, million to a year plumbing company, which is not very big. My competition in the Dallas area is doing 70 to 80 million a year. So they are big, major companies. But I'm beating them on domain authority because of traffic driven to my webpage from YouTube. Yeah. So on the reverse side of that, 
because you know YouTube is a global platform, you get a lot of calls that you can't help the person. You know, you might get someone who calls you from Arizona or New York or London, <laughs> you know, and they say, you know, can you come and fix my slab leak or, you know, my slab? But what do you do where you can't help those clients because geographically or logistically, you're just not set up to do that? We either tell them, you know, the things to look for, and we, we've got videos on, you know, things to look for if you're hiring a plumber. We hope that they get enough value from watching us that they at least know what questions to ask. And that makes them a more educated consumer. We have had companies reach out to us and say, hey, look, we, we love what you do. You do quality work like we do. We'd like to you know, work with you on referrals and stuff like that. So that's an option. That's something that we've started looking at here lately is, I mean, I get people, like you said, not, not just here, I get people from around the world. And, you know, we do YouTube live now on Mondays. And I think last Monday, we, we had four or five people from the UK. We had people from Denmark, from Sweden, from Africa. We get people from around the world that jump into our lives and ask questions and, you know, that they, they want to engage. And it really is. It's good. So say I met a plumber in the UK that is just, I, I've seen what he does. I can watch a little bit on YouTube, see videos or even just talk to him, look at his webpage, read his reviews. If I know a plumber that is fantastic, I have no problem telling people, hey, look, I can't get there. I wish I could, but I know a guy. And if you call and talk to Fred, Fred will take great care of you. Yeah, because I think that was, as I was kind of researching the channel, and I think that that really sprung out to me as an opportunity of, as a lead generation business where you can't cover logistically the whole world. Could you have either franchises or a referral network? So sounds like that could be a really interesting part of your, your future of your business. So the, the channel is now pretty huge, especially in, in the space of, of plumbing. And I think it's fair to say you've, you've become an influencer. You're getting sponsorship and stuff like that. Uh, I heard you quoted as saying that, you know, you used to pay Google to get the phone to ring and now Google pays you in the form of AdSense to get your phone to ring. So that's pretty amazing. You've already kind of spoken about the revenue that's generated from the, from the services company, but I'd love to know, not in, not necessarily in terms of dollar amounts, but in terms of like percentages of your, your income streams, how much of your business is now AdSense, YouTube sponsorships, brand deals compared to, you know, a services business? The service business is probably 10 to 12% of our, our overall revenue now. Wow. And AdSense is probably 40, 45% and sponsorship is 40, 45%. That's pretty incredible for a two and a half year old channel. I'm assuming you get very, very good CPMs because there's probably lots of, you know, plumbing supply companies and trades companies trying to advertise against your content. So let me ask you this. What would you call a good CPM? What do you think a good CPM would be? Well, I come from the media and entertainment world where I've seen CPMs as low as 75 cents. I'd say average for the kind of world that I've worked in has probably been somewhere between 
three to five dollars. I'd say a good CPM was upwards of kind of eight dollars. I've seen channels that have got seventeen, twenty dollars, which is just mind blowing to me. So I'd be fascinated to to know if you can share yours, Roger. Yeah. Over the last 365, 365 days, our CPM is just under $15. Yeah, that's definitely kind of upper echelon. And, and our RPM is just under seven. So it's, but you know, it's funny because I was talking, and the reason I asked is I was talking to a SEO guy, a marketing guy who's also got a big YouTube channel. And he said his CPM is almost $50. What? And that just blew my mind because he's looking at my numbers and he's like, guy, you must be getting rich. And I'm like, well, I'm not getting rich, but I'm, I'm making a good living. Yeah. And he was basing his CPM on my views Yeah. and doing the math. And it was like, okay, this is, uh, this is pretty good. Well, it's all relative, isn't it? You know, so it depends on where in the world people are watching. If you've got a large audience in the US, the UK, Australia, Germany, you're going to get much better CPMs. Whereas if you've got, big audiences in India and Russia and Brazil, et cetera, you know, you're going to get a lot lower CPMs. You know, I've worked with channels that have got billions of views and still make good money, but CPMs, as I say, as low as kind of 75 cents, $1. So it's pretty incredible that you're, you're getting such, uh, such CPMs, but it just shows as well with your, with your sponsorships that just how valuable your audience is. So I'd love to know a bit more about the sponsorships. What kind of companies are coming to you? Are they service companies? Are they tool companies? What kind of sponsorships are you working with? And how do they actually get activated on the channel? Are they like you using their products, mentioning their products? Is it like this is brought to you by? How does it work? It really is funny because I've really just done one brand deal. I did one sponsorship. When I reached out, I reached out to a smaller one but then later realized they were owned by the largest plumbing supply company in the world. So I talked to them and I'd put together, I had watched Owen video on a monetization package that he had put together. And I looked at it, I looked at his numbers and I literally, I doubled his numbers and put together a package and sent it out thinking, look, it's, it's a lot easier to negotiate down than it is to negotiate up. So I, sent that out. We put together a little media kit or marketing kit and talked about our views, our subscribers. And at the time we were literally at 10,000 subscribers, but we also understood there's not a lot of people doing plumbing channels the right way. And I think, I think that we were doing it different in a better way that would be better for the viewer, but also better for the sponsor. And we ended up going back and forth and negotiating a great deal. And when I originally sent this to them, Tom, I thought that they would take, you know, the we had multiple levels. We had like a, a platinum, a gold, a silver, and a bronze. And it was anywhere from 26 videos a year all the way down to just, you know, four. And we had different price ranges for different sponsorships. And they came in and said, look, we want all 52. Because I built a sponsorship package based on one day a week. The reason being, I still want to make the videos I want to make. And I don't want anybody to try to persuade me from that or dangle money out in front of me and say, hey, we don't want you to make those videos. We're paying you. We want you to do these. 
So I said, look, I'm going to make one video a week for a sponsored video. And I still have complete creative control of it. They can say, hey, we'd really like for you to talk about this or this or this. But it's it's good because I'm introducing plumbers. I'm even introducing myself to new tools, tools I've never had or used before. So I think it's great for the plumbing community. And I think it's great for the sponsor, uh, the, the plumbing supply company, but also all the companies that they sell through, all their vendors, they reach out to them and say, hey, we've got to deal with Roger now. How many videos would you like to do a year or a month or whatever it is? And I mean, it's really been good. Yeah, it sounds absolutely incredible. And I know there's probably tons of people that are thinking, well, yeah, I could be doing that in my industry or my niche, especially when you've got a very niche audience that, you know, have got disposable income or working in spaces where you have to have money to kind of operate. What I'm really interested before I let you go, Roger, is what's next? Have you thought about things like your own tool line or <laughs> courses, meetups, conferences? What is next for Texas Green Plumbing and what's next for the kind of Roger Wakefield brand? Actually, it's funny, Tom, we, we've thought of all the above. When I first went to social media marketing world, I studied Michael Stelsner. And I thought one day I want to do what he does for the tradespeople. I want to create a conference that not only can they come learn about tools and products and things to help them grow as a company, but they can also learn from Tom Martins, from Daryl Eves, from Owen Videos, from Jeremy Vest. How do you grow in social media? You know, the, the neat thing was I, I spoke to Evan Carmichael at Video Marketing World and told him my idea. And he says, Roger, this is phenomenal. He says, you're taking people like me and putting me directly with people that could use what I teach instead of me just teaching it to marketing people. He said, so I think this is fun. And Evan Carmichael told me then, he says, I'm telling you right now, I will speak at your event. And when I told Jeremy Vest that, he thought it was funny. He said, Roger, Evan only speaks at one or two events a year. He said, that's, that's pretty cool. But we have started a new YouTube channel. We haven't even got any videos up on it yet. We've got the first one recorded. And I think we've already got about 250 subscribers. But we're starting a new YouTube channel called The Trade Talks. We're starting a podcast. And we've already done our first magazine because I want to help recruit people into the trades. I want to teach tradesmen things they can do to get better and bring more value to the companies they work for where they can make more money. I want to teach tradesmen that want to open their own businesses, the things they need to do to do it properly, and then teach trade company owners how to use the power of social media to ethically grow revenue and make their phone ring even more. And there's a lot of ways to go about doing it. But digital courses are on the plan too. I'm working right now. I've spent more money on coaching myself this year, or I'll say this year, this past year, than I have the entire rest of my life. And I'm one of these people, the more I learn, the more I believe if you invest in coaching, you invest in yourself, you can become and do whatever you want to do. And I truthfully think that I have become living proof of that. Yeah, I, you're absolutely preaching to the choir. I got a business coach this year who just saved my life, my business and my life just really helped me to get direction, to get focused, teaching me stuff that I didn't know. And 
just answering questions and just being like someone to lean on. And it's just so valuable. Also like part of a mastermind group, which I, I think is one of the most powerful things that you can do. Uh, are you part of any kind of mastermind groups, anything like that, Roger? I'm actually, are you familiar with Brendan Burchard? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm in Brendan Burchard's mastermind. It's a, it's a one-year mastermind. And I had also, prior to that, I had signed up for his high-performance coaching. So I've got one of his certified high-performance coaches that I meet with every week. We talk for an hour. It's fun you talk about clarity and focus and, you know, all these different things. And it's stuff that we've been talking about. I just completed my 12th session yesterday morning. And January the 15th, I started my first mastermind and I'm with Brendan about two hours twice a month on the 15th and the 30th. And it's a decent sized group. There's about 100 people in it. But I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. He teaches you not just how to build the digital courses or the weekly meetings, the coaching, the consulting, the books, the podcast. He teaches you how to market it like he does. And this has just been phenomenal. The first session just literally blew me away. So the first session of the month, he hands you basically the blueprint of how to do it, the playbook. And then on the 30th of the month, he comes back in after you've had time to look at it, learn, start putting things together and grow and does like an hour and a half Q&A on marketing. How do you market it? What could you do to market it different? What could you do to market it better? And this is just this is just literally blown my mind, Tom. Yeah, I, one one thing that I um, can't quite believe, Roger, is that you're not part yet of our pro channel manager community, which is, I think, the kind of like best community for people who are really serious about growing their YouTube channels and their businesses that kind of surround that. So I'd like to offer you a free lifetime membership to that, Roger, because I know that we certainly love to hear your expertise inside and we hope that we'd be able to, to help you too. Um, so we'll sort that out afterwards um, to make sure you come in and join the conversation with some really smart YouTube minds and me as well. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, I love yeah. it. I, I tell you what, Tom, I, and I do. I really, I want to take just a second to say thank you because you really are such a big part of where we're at and why we're here. And if you were here closer, I'd, I'd uh, find a way to reach out and talk to you about coaching and consulting. Luckily, Jeremy Vest lives 30 miles north or, <laughs> or, or did live 30 miles north of where I was because sometimes I'm one of these people, I need hand-holding. I need yeah. somebody to come sit down and say, no, click here, look here, do this. And it was great. Jeremy Vest, I know you know him. He is, he is phenomenal, has a heart bigger than the state of Texas, and he's really good at what he does. So it's always been wonderful that he was close enough and I call him a friend. So that's been wonderful. But you literally going to Vid Summit and, you know, at the, at the time of video marketing world, I'd met you, had no idea who you were. And by the time we got to Vid Summit, we knew yours was a session we wanted to go to. Since Will was doing content creation, he went to your session. And I went to your session at Vid Summit last year. And you just, you're phenomenal at what you do. You have a unique way of looking at it. You have a unique way of teaching. And I have learned so much from you. And to get to do this and have the opportunity to tell you thank you for everything you've done for us, it's, it really is a big deal to me. So thank you. Oh, wow. That's really, uh, that's really touching, Roger. And I'm really glad to, 
help you and I hope yeah other people can can learn from what I teach and really you know it's the education side of my kind of business portfolio is by far the smallest you know I make a few dollars here and there from my books and stuff like that but really it is a passion of mine just to help people uh, because there is a lot of bad information out there unfortunately and I'm, I'm trying to kind of blaze a bit of a trail and share some information that I've kind of seen proven statistically over the years but Thanks, Roger. I really appreciate that. And as I say, I'll make sure you're you're sent an invite after this to, to come join the community. It's a cool place where you can hang out and learn and ask questions and meet other cool YouTube type people. Uh, for anyone listening to this, you can also join the community and you can get a 10% discount by using the uh, promo code podcast at checkout. And you can find that over at prochannelmanager.com. Before I let you go, Roger, thank you so much. You've been such a generous, generous guest with all of that really useful information. But before I let you go, I must quickly ask you my patented fast five questions. So these are five really quick fire questions that I answer to every single guest we have on the show. So we're going to just blast through these five questions and just shout whatever comes to mind. We're just going to have some fun here. Not too serious. Are you ready? I didn't study for a test or anything, Tom. <laughs> it's all right. It's just your opinion. So that's fine. Nice, easy questions. <laughs> so number one, if you could only ever watch one YouTube channel ever again, what would it be? Nick Nimmin. Yeah, he's a legend. Absolutely. I learned so much from him. I really do. He's a complete legend. Definitely. I'll link to that channel in the show notes. Another good friend of mine. Number two, what one feature of YouTube that they've removed would you bring back? You know what, Tom? I hadn't been on it enough to really notice what they've removed. I know that the beta, I used to love getting in beta studio and I know it's different now, but I, I'm, man, I'm not big enough in it to know what they've removed that I miss. <laughs> so have you got a whole team that are working for you kind of running the the back end of the YouTube stuff? I, I do. Since we've started growing, literally I've got three people in the room next to me. I've got an editor. I've got somebody that does all my social media posts and things like that. Then I have somebody helping me with content creation and the other two channels. And we're actually fixing to hire another editor right now. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm always interested to see how people are running their operations. Really interesting. Um, so this might be the same answer, but you might have an answer for this one. If you could add one feature to YouTube, what would it be? I think YouTube, and this is a good one because I, I've used... VidIQ, I've used TubeBuddy, I've used Video Amigo. I think that YouTube has the algorithm that literally I could put in the word plumbing and it should be able to tell me what video people are looking for the most, what topic they're looking for the most, who's got that video out, how well that video does. I had this conversation with the people at Video Amigo and I said, look, y'all know things that literally could help a new YouTube creator know every day what video to make today that would do best for that niche. And I think that could be huge. Yeah, well, um, definitely. I think they've got that power and they used to give away a lot more information. But I think over the years, they've for some reason hidden that away. VidIQ is a sponsor of this podcast. Thank you, VidIQ. And I know that they're working on a lot of tools just like that, I can't say too much. I know they're working on some pretty incredible tools uh, in terms of what video should I make. So yeah, watch out for that one. What one piece of advice would you give to somebody starting a YouTube channel today? Don't stop. Once you get started, once you get into that routine, don't stop. 
there are times that that we've looked at, you know, look, is this really doing this? Is this really doing this? In the last eight months, our channel has grown like five times. So whatever you do, don't stop. You may not see the growth immediately. And matter of fact, I'll tell you, you're not going to. But as long as you do the things that that Tom talks about, it's about the viewer. It's about creating content the right way. It's about building your content the right way. There's so many good things and the right tools. You know, vidIQ is something we use every day. So once you get started, don't stop. There are people that want to hear your story and YouTube is a great place to give it to them. Perfect, perfect answer. And final question, if YouTube was a person, what would you say to them if you met them at a party? I love you, man. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love them. You gotta it's love been them. great for us. I know everyone likes to moan at them, but you can't argue with the opportunities that brought people like yourself and myself and and millions of other people over there to out in the world to grow a grow an audience and grow a, a fully fledged business. Roger, I cannot thank you enough. This has been an incredible interview, and you've answered so many questions that I've had for so many years about trying to get people from YouTube into a real honest to goodness business. Uh, if people want to hear more from you, Roger, I know, for example, we haven't even mentioned the words LinkedIn and you're an absolute LinkedIn celebrity voted as one of like the top 15 people to follow on LinkedIn. How can people find out more about you and what you do, Roger? Pretty much if, if you go to a platform, search Roger Wakefield, I'm normally there. We're, we're doing a lot on LinkedIn. We go live there twice a week. We go live on YouTube once a week, plus our three normal videos. And you can find us on Roger Wakefield, either one. We're also on Instagram, TikTok. We're, we're just, we're having fun on social media and communicating and engaging with people. And we, we love it. Well, I know you're doing a fantastic job on YouTube and no doubt you are on all of those other platforms too. Roger, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for taking the time to speak to us today. Tom, this has really been such an honor. Like I said, you've done so much for us. When you first sent over a deal and said, hey, I'd like to talk to you. I was, I mean, I was so excited. I came into the office telling the guys, oh my gosh, look, Tom Martin wants to talk. This is so <laughs> cool. So thank you for all you do, not just for me, but but for so many people out there. You bring great value, great information and, and great knowledge for us to learn how to grow and get better. And you really are. You're such a big part of so many people's channels. And I'm sure a lot of them, you don't even hear about it. So I want to thank you from all of us. You're fantastic. Oh, thanks, Roger. And the honor has been all mine. Perfect. Thank you, Roger. Not only for the amazingly kind words, but also your generosity in sharing so, so much valuable information that's going to help not only people running their own channels, but people that are running channels for people that own these types of businesses. And I know there are a lot of you out there that are looking for YouTube clients, that are getting YouTube clients, that want people to go and buy products, buy services, and come and visit local businesses. Incredible. Thanks again to our sponsor, vidIQ. Remember, you can get a 30-day free trial of one of their awesome paid plans only by visiting protrannelmanager.com forward slash vidIQ. Roger is now inside of our Pro Channel Manager community. And you can come in and speak to people like Roger, like me and other great YouTube minds by visiting academy.prochannelmanager.com and you can get a discount by entering the promo code podcast at checkout. 
If you found this useful, and I'm sure you did, please make sure to leave this a review or rating in the podcast app of your choice. Of course, make sure to subscribe and I will speak to you in a couple of weeks with another solo episode. But until then, happy uploading. Laters. Thanks for listening to the Pro Channel Manager Podcast. Happy uploading. And remember, next time you go to publish a video, ask yourself, what would Tom think?